Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, here's our lead pastor, Matthew Malik. Well, good evening, everyone. It's such a blessing to be here. You can go ahead and take your seat. Uh, we got back from Tulsa and Houston, had a wonderful time down there, but it's always great to be back here. Um, all right. Use the real deal here. All right. But it's uh, wonderful in our absence to see what God's doing among you. We are builders. Uh, I love 1 Corinthians 3.9. It says that we are co-laborers together with God. And I'm looking at you as volunteers, as part of this team that God has raised up here at Refuge. And you are builders. We're co-laborers together with God, building his building, building his house. And I appreciate all of you and the roles that you serve, which is really so significant. I appreciate Pastor John and Rose Angela and, and the work that they're doing among the Hispanic community. God's using them, and, and, and I believe that there's, there's great things that God is doing behind the scenes, and there's undercurrents, there's a working of the Spirit of God that I believe is going to bring forth something great in our city. And God's going to do something very significant through refuge. And I just want to share a couple of thoughts, a couple of insights that can encourage you uh, this evening. But um, there's a scripture, and you can just write this down if you happen to have something to take notes on. But it's found in Psalms 57, verse 2. Psalms 57, verse 2. And, and here we see the heart cry of the psalmist. And he says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. You know, and I look at that scripture and I realize that God has a purpose for you. And when we begin to cry out to God, I believe that he can begin to engage himself with us to fulfill the purpose that he's ordained for us. And each of you have a very significant purpose, a role, and a place our vision here at Refuge is all people matter to God. Amen? You believe that? Does that resonate with you? And this is a place where we grow while finding authentic hope, purpose, and love through Jesus. We're living in a society that doesn't always know its purpose and the reason why people are living or why they're alive or what's the use and so we know that God has an ordained purpose for all of our lives. And uh, there's, I have three H's uh, this evening and three P's. You want the H's first? The first H is hindrances. All of us face hindrances in life. In fact, there's a scripture that tells us in Galatians 5, 7, it says, you were running well, but who hindered you from obeying the truth? So obedience is something that advances the kingdom, but disobedience can cause a hindrance. When you fail to obey the truth, then you're hindered from fulfilling the purpose and the objective that God has for you. And so this evening, we want to just take a moment in, in our own thoughts, in our own life, maybe identify a couple of hindrances that you may be dealing with that needs to be dealt with. And so think about it. You know, maybe there's something that's wasting your time. Maybe there's a, a situation, a relationship, or there's a, a work situation or something that has become a hindrance to you in 
for you fulfilling what God's called you to do. It's important to identify that. Another scripture we see, uh, the pot, because hindrance can either be people or it can be the enemy. In 1 Thessalonians 2.18, uh, the scripture tells us, Paul is writing, and he says it again and again, we were wanting to come to you, but Satan hindered us. How often is Satan hindering us from accomplishing what God's called us to do? And so we need to take issue with that as well, and we have authority over him. So there's hindrances, and then there's hang-ups. Some of you have a few hang-ups that you need to get over. And, um, you know, my wife could probably tell you what my hang-ups are, and I think I could tell her what hers are. But how many of you have some hang-ups? And what is a hang-up? It's something that just you get caught in the moment, and it kind of paralyzes you. It's something, it's just holding you back from fulfilling your purpose. It's holding you back from achieving what God has called you to do. And so we need to identify those hang-ups and push through because God is wanting you to get over your hang-ups. Amen? Okay? And then the third H is handicaps. And you know what a handicap is? It's simply an excuse and it's a reason why you don't do what you know you should do. A handicap sometimes is a limitation maybe that you placed on yourself. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do that. And when we, when we serve in the kingdom of God, when we avail ourselves and volunteer, we may recognize that there's certain handicaps that we have. But you know something? With the God that we serve, there's not any handicap that we can't overcome. And you know, you see people that, that adjust their situation in life and they deal with the handicap that they have and they rise above it. You know, I look at people that may be confined to a wheelchair, but that wheelchair doesn't handicap them from doing something great with their life. And so whatever handicap that you may be facing, it is no reason to give you an excuse not to serve, not to volunteer, and not to live your life for a greater purpose. And, and I'm speaking to the choir tonight, but uh, you guys are doing well. I, I love the attitude. I love the heart. I love the passion by which you serve. You, you make our job really easy. For Deb and I, as the lead pastors of this church, you make our job real easy when you serve with a good heart and the right attitude. And, and you know, sometimes uh, the, uh, the hang-up can be your attitude. We, we back up a little bit. And sometimes that's an area we have to check. We need to check our attitude. Because I have to admit that sometimes my, atti my attitude isn't godly. My attitude isn't right. So I have to deal with my attitude. Because you've heard it said, your attitude determines your altitude. How high do you want to go is determined by your attitude. So let's look at the three Ps. The first one is purpose. We talked a little bit about that, and God has a purpose for you. And that purpose has been preordained from the foundation of this world. In fact, you had no input to tell God what your purpose would be. It's already predetermined. And your purpose is something that's discovered. As you begin your walk with God, as you begin your journey with God, you discover your purpose and the reason that you live and exist on this planet. And so uh, the, the next P is placement. If you have a purpose, then there's a placement that God has for you. 
And I love 1 Corinthians 12, 18, that speaks so clearly concerning the body, that God places us in the body where it's pleasing to him. He places you and I in the body where it's pleasing to him. Not necessarily where it's pleasing to us, but where it's pleasing to him. And I believe that God's called you here to serve. And I believe that you are serving. Maybe you might think you're in a position right now that you're not really cut out for. But you're there maybe for a season to fill a gap, to fill a void, to God raise up somebody else to serve in that position. It's interesting. uh, This past Sunday, we went to church on a move in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which that church, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Pastor Willie George pioneered that work and for about 30 years just raised up a significant church. They have multiple campuses right now, thousands of people making such an impact in the Tulsa area. But he recently turned that church over to his son, Witt. And, and you know, uh, what's interesting is in that transition, now how he has taken that charge But you know what? He shared from the pulpit Sunday morning that for years he served behind the scenes. People didn't even know he was the pastor's son. People didn't even know his name or who he was. But yet he served faithfully in all those areas. And then never realizing that one day he would be the lead pastor of that church. And so faithfulness always uh, brings promotion. It brings advancement in your life. If you're faithful to serve where you are right now, it opens a door. It sets a platform for promotion in your life. And, and, and it may be promotion in, in a, a variety of, of, of areas that may not even be related to what you might think a promotion is. It's the favor of God. It's the blessing of God. It's God just pouring out his goodness on you. And then the third P is protocol. I love that word protocol. Protocol means there's a right way and a wrong way to do something. And see, in in your role as you serve, it's always important. What's the protocol? You know, who do I need to be accountable to? And who am I to serve? And and there's there's a right way and a wrong way to do something. And if you ever have a doubt, if you ever have a question, ask. Because protocol is important in carrying out an assignment and to do it well. Because I believe that God has placed within us a spirit of excellence. And so if you are out there greeting people, do it with passion, do it with zeal, do it with heart. You know, put a smile on your face. You know, we, we, we love doing it. We love being out there tonight, uh, welcoming you. And, and some of you are like, oh, the pastor's out there. Yeah, well, that's great. We love that, you know. Maybe we'll do that some Sunday morning. Watch out, you know. (laughs) So, yeah. And I I believe one of the things that Pastor Witt talked about on Sunday and what's so important for a team, what's so important in building is, is there is a growth track in our journey with God. And there's seasons that we embrace that we have to recognize and uh, as far as growing, how many of you want to grow? Well, if we're going to grow, it's going to start by you getting to know God. Because in your relationship with God, you're going to grow. To grow, to know him, to know his purpose, to know his plan uh, for you. To grow in freedom. And the, and the freedom 
that he's established for you through the work of redemption. And, and, and within that growth, you will discover your purpose. You will discover your purpose in the place that God has for you to serve in his kingdom. And then that allows you, once you know your purpose, to go and to carry out your assignment and to fulfill what God's called you to do. And, and you know, when you look at the, the people that serve here, no one is more important or less important than another. In God's estimation, all of you are of great value, great worth. So I'm no greater than you if I'm standing in the pulpit ministering the word. And you're no greater than me if, if you're serving in, in children's ministry. We all have equal value in the kingdom. Do you believe that? And so sometimes you say, well, that person's not that important. Well, that, you're wrong. They are important. And so we want you to not only understand the value of your importance, but see the value of others that serve. And when you recognize that, encourage them. And sometimes we, can, we, we live in a thankless generation, but that should not invade or encroach within the body of Christ. We need to express thanks for each other and acknowledge those who serve among us and encourage one another. Encouragement is something we all need in our lives. How many of you need to be encouraged sometimes? Amen. Every day you probably need a word of encouragement. And so be an encourager. A statement, and I'm taking a couple of things from Pastor Witt's message this morning, but he made a statement that I wrote down and I thought it was so powerful. Um, the difference you're going to make in other people is directly related to the difference you allow God to make in you. I'm going to say that again. The difference you are going to make in other people is directly related to the difference you allow God to make in you. I think that's so powerful. You need to allow God to make a difference in your life. Because if you really want to make an impact, you need to be willing to let God do a work in your life to address that pride, to address that selfishness, to address those issues that you, you see beginning to, to show up at the most unwanted times. You know, I, I know in my own life when, when, when I, I see something, oh, I, I didn't know I was really like that. And um, I'm thankful for a wife who, who calls me on issues. She doesn't let me get away with much. And I'm thankful for that, honey. I really am. Even though sometimes I may act like I'm annoyed by it, I'm really deep inside, I'm, I'm thankful for it because I know I need that voice that time to call me on, on an issue. And, and, and sometimes it's just, oh, and you're the pastor? <laughs> So, um, pastor shouldn't act that way sometimes, but, but um, amen, God's perfecting me. I haven't uh, achieved perfection yet. He's perfecting that which concerns me, and he's perfecting that which concerns you. Um, what's interesting is um, when we look at uh, growth, we look at a tree outside. Trees don't think about how tall they should grow, they just grow as tall as they can. And so when we think about growth, we should want, we should just grow as, as much as we can. And that means you need to be spending time in prayer. You need to be spending time in the Word, especially if you're going to be serving and giving out. And uh, so a, a couple of things I'm going to share because we're going to uh, 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 pray in just a little bit. 
and dismiss you. We have a special treat for you. But uh, I want to encourage you about small groups. A couple of years ago when we were in Florida at Bayside Community Church, we met with some of the leadership. We met with a small group leader. And one of the first things that was spoken to us that really brought great conviction to my heart is this question. Do you want to be a church with small groups or do you want to be a church of small groups? And, you know, that is a whole lot different when you look at each scenario. And I, I, that was my takeaway from that meeting that day is what kind of church are we going to be? And I know there's a whole lot more that needs to happen among our small groups. But I want to make it very clear that we will be a church of small groups. That will be where the life of the church will be displayed at its greatest. Because you don't grow in a row, you grow in a circle. When you're in that small group, that's the greatest opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with God, grow in interaction with other believers. In our gatherings on Sunday, you hear the word. You're built up. And those of you that's serving, we're serving those that are receiving the word and being built up. And we're giving out so that others can be built up. But yet in the small group, that's a time to really interact. And I, I tell you, I, we enjoy our small group and the time together. It's, it's a highlight of our, of our week. Or now in the summer, it's every other week. We really enjoy that time together, don't we, honey? So I just want to put a plug out there uh, for the small group Sunday. And, and maybe, maybe God will put it on your heart to lead a small group. Just come and talk to us. You might say, well, I don't know if I'm capable. You might think you have a handicap and you can't do it. Well, we can give you the curriculum. We can show you how to do it and get you started and, and pair you up with somebody else so that you don't have to be solely responsible for that small group. But it is a commitment. It's an investment in people's lives. But the investment will come back to you so much more than what you give out. And, you know, even if you think, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time. Well, uh, you know, talk to us and we can see what we can work out. One of the things I want to share with you uh, in the next week, uh, Jeff and Marissa Prentice will be uh, arriving and they'll be joining our team, our lead team. They'll be coming on staff. And I want to just thank you uh, because of your faithfulness in giving and your tithes and offerings, that allows us to bring more staff that can be committed to help build this church so that we can continue to reach and impact this community. And so as you are obedient in your giving, it allows us to be more uh, effective in our outreach to the community. Because as we uh, take on these two uh, individuals, uh, Jeff will be uh, uh, taking over like the next gen uh, from nursery on up to the young adults and overseeing that area and helping to develop a, a track. And uh, Marissa will be involved in worship and some of the roles we're still working on defining. But we want to welcome this couple. We have prayed. We've sought God. We believe that God has handpicked them for refuge. 
And we're excited about what, what the future holds with the dynamics of, of them coming and being part of our lead team. And so we're excited about that. So they'll be coming. They may be with us this next, um, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, right? Uh, and then we'll get to, uh, the lead team will get to meet them on Tuesday. So Wednesday, next Wednesday. So yeah, she's got this scheduled down. Amen. So I'm excited for what the future holds for refuge as we enter this fall. We are still looking at the possibility of going to two services. We've, we, we want to make sure that when we do that, it, it's, everything's in place and it, it's going to require more people uh, serving and involved in that capacity. And so, but we want to be very strategic and very um, intentional on what we do. And, and it's all in reaching more people in this community. How many of you want to see Stephen's point one of the gospel of Jesus Christ? There's so many people hurting out there. There's so many people that need to know the love of Jesus. And God wants us as a church to be a light. He wants us to be intentional in reaching them. Let's stand together. But let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this evening. We, we're thankful for this time together. And Father, I thank you, Father, for your purpose being revealed. Father, that you're helping us to overcome the hindrances, the hang-ups. And Father, uh, the handicaps that would try to beset us. And Father, I thank you that, that we can move with, with your uh, purpose and Father, following your protocol in accomplishing what you have called us to do. Thank you, Father, for blessing each one that is serving. Father, increase the capacity, Father, to love, the capacity to engage in what you're doing here at Refuge. In Jesus' name, we honor you. We give you praise. Amen. Amen. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.